oh no, we've fallen into a distraction hole and we're going to be falling for a long time, so we might as well discuss some stuff. Hey guys, how you doing? Kevin, how you doing? Ah, I'm doing pretty good. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Mike, how are you doing? Ah. I don't buy into this conceit. God damn it. <laughs> One job. One job is to have imagination. I have imagination. It's just if I try to imagine too much, I'm just going to start coughing everywhere. <laughs> Didn't have enough boobs. <laughs> You're just barely holding it together right now. Exactly. Yeah, so we're going to be falling down for probably like the what? The next two fucking hours? Pro <laughs> probably. <laughs> like 30 minutes, really, probably. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Hey, guys. It's another distraction hole. The show that proves that you can't be working all the time. So you got to talk about what you distract yourself with. Um, and we decided on an order before, um, we started and we're going to actually stick to it because I'm hosting today. That's right. So I'll go for No, wait. <laughs> nope. It's Mike. We're, we're putting the sickest guy first to lure yeah. out the predators. Yeah. Just, you know, leave me behind and let the, uh, <laughs> jaguars or whatever eat me. Well, if we left you behind, you'd go last. We're putting you out front so they pick you off well, early. That's what I'm saying. But you're, you know. You don't have to be fast. You don't have to outrun, you know, a ah. predator. You just have to outrun your buddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who's also being chased by said predator. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so we're just delving right in, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we got nothing. I mean, we've got the um, the Halloween episode that's probably out by now, if you're listening to this. Yep. Um, All and two then, and a half uh, hours of it. Yeah, we don't really have any, like, uh, announcements just yet, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, um, <clears throat> pretty much only thing I've done this week, other than watch, you know, the normal shows, um, <clears throat> there was the season finale of Lower Decks, which was, you know, fun. It's Lower Decks, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's fun. Um. <clears throat> Here there was Loki. Some was there Loki this week? Yep, there was Loki. I'm gonna be talking about that. Okay, mm. well, we'll talk about that later. But mostly, what I did was I've actually watched two. Well, watched one whole whole ass anime and one in the second season of an anime. <clears throat> so the first thing I watched this week was uh, it's kind of fitting that Ginger's milling about me right now is uh. It's this little anime called uh, My Roommate is a Cat. <laughs> it's about a very, what would you call it, antisocial author who ends up picking up a stray cat. And, you know, but the, the interesting conceit is that part of it is told from the cat's point of view. So you see what the cat's, you know, thinking and, you know. And I think they do a pretty good job of showing how a cat would think if it thought like a person but still acted like a cat. Mm. Cat's very worried about his lack of eating. Thinks oh, that everything okay, okay. can be fixed with food. <laughs> but it's it's a very sweet and cute show. Um, and, you know, the, the cat ends up, like, you know, changing the guy's life. Because he was, you know, very isolated before. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. Mm -hmm. If you like cats and, you know, you mm -hmm. like anime. Yeah, I think all three of us like cats and all three of us like anime, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, I watch. figure me and Dusty are going to watch that together. Mm-hmm. 
And then uh, just to pretty much last night and today, I watched all of the second season of One Punch Man. Oh, okay, okay. I need to do that. Yeah, apparently I did not realize, like, I downloaded it a while back, <clears throat> but I did not realize it was like five years between season one and season two. Yeah, it's a completely yeah, it's different production company too, isn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know they, they did switch to a different production company um, from what I remember, and also, like, that, they, they have some production issues with One Punch Man. I, you know, I guess it makes sense, but uh, <clears throat> I only found that out when I was done with season two. I was like... <laughs> Excuse me. I was like, okay, where's season three? Oh, it came out. Season two came out in 2019, and season three is nowhere to be found yet. Yeah. Now, now how did you like season two compared to season one? So, it, like, it's been a while since I've seen season one, but I, mm. I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> Saitama being as OP as he is, they definitely had to, and I'm sure this is following the manga, um, had to, like, occupy him otherwise. He would you know, just solve every problem by punching it once. Yeah, that's kind of his <laughs> as is <MO>. the conceit. <laughs> so he uh, he ends up in like a martial arts tournament for yeah <clears throat> reasons, and you know everybody else has to fight things. Have they ever truly explained why he is the One Punch Man? Nope. Other than he just no nope. calisthenics. They didn't even touch that this season. Wow. Mm. Just he is what he is. Yeah. It's it's funny, like see, I I like the conceit of One Punch Man. The um the first season I really enjoyed. I didn't really so much enjoy the second one because I think the the joke kind of ran its course. I, I feel like it would be better as a series of like movies, if that makes sense, instead of like a, an episodic sort of thing. Mm. <clears throat> it, it just, I, I think they spend too much time uh, for a like basically one joke. Well, you know, I like season two that it focused on other characters and yeah, yeah they weren't as interesting though. Well, true. But, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I could I could play back ch- uh, backseat producer. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter what I think. But sure, uh, just it it just again like. It, it's a very funny concept, but I think like doing entire seasons of it, um, especially because a lot of the supporting cast just isn't as interesting. Oh yeah, to me, yeah. I need to I need to finish the first season actually. So mm. yeah. Um. Other than that, that's pretty much all I've done. Like, so, I haven't really played so, any games. So, um, like, you, you've you've been watching a bunch of anime. Do you have, like, a checklist you're running down? Are you trying to, like, uh, find a record? Are you trying to hit a record this year? Or? No, I'm just, you know, kind of in that mood. Like, yeah. I, it comes in waves. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I'm <laughs> in an anime mood, and sometimes I mm-hmm. just don't watch it for, like, six months. Right. Yeah. No, I mean the same thing happens to me with certain stuff. Like when I when I talk about my thing, it's a thing that I haven't watched in like a couple of years. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's always interesting how we like kind of cycle oh. in and out of stuff. There's another uh, especially... anime. I... <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I've just remembered another anime I watched this past. Oh. <clears throat> it's it's kind of cheesy. You know, I wouldn't call it good, 
but I like like space flight, so it kind of like oh right. I enjoyed it to it to, to an extent. A little it was a little too cheesecakey, fan servicey at times, but uh, mm-hmm. Rocket Girls definitely seems like it was a very low budget show from like the early two thousands, mm-hmm. like two thousand four or five, because it's only available in the standard definition. So <clears throat> definitely a DVD. Uh, release uh, okay so that that because you mentioned some little fan services yeah. here, here's a question what is the most cringe fan service anime that you could um that you could name that you you've seen or that you're willing to name um hmm. can i name the one i that pops into my head right Go off ahead. that plastic yeah. little yeah <laughs> I want to call that cringe, though. Yeah, but it is like it super all boobs. Yeah, it's it's look. The DVD for that when it came out said uh, it said it had a jiggle meter or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, I'm gonna throw out Kandagawa Jet Girls. I'm not familiar um, with that one. So apparently, they made like a PlayStation game uh, or like a PlayStation Three game or something like that. But it is a um, it is a jet ski combat anime what where it's fuck? two it's two girls on a jet ski. One controls the jet ski. One is the gunner, and oh. they fire like weapons at each other. And if you get hit, your clothes come off. It's a porn, <laughs> it's a porn version of uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. Yes, yes. Um, it's but side it's all hackers. like jet ski. Yeah, it, it's side hackers, but with titty with anime. Yeah. Titty. Um, David, I just posted is, a picture of Plastic Little so you'll understand. Yeah, it's it's a, it's incredibly cringe, though, but also I found it really, really funny. But also, like, when I watched it, it wasn't because I was looking for anything, like, plot compelling. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it, okay, yeah, Plastic Little. Okay, yeah, I see what you're talking about, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um uh, yeah, um, you know, and I, you know, we we can't like throw Golden Boy on the list because Golden Boy is just hilarious. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's too good oh, to be considered God. cringe. Yeah, no, it's actually well done with like a really interesting plot and <laughs> and compelling characters, and it's like, how is this this good? What the right? fuck? I, I don't know. Like, um, we showed it to our friend Warren. And his comment after the very first episode is like, why have we not been watching this the whole time? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, for my um, for my answer, I can't think of any. Like, I've seen so many <clears throat> that none of them stand out anymore. Okay. And I can... Well, I can well, try I, Kandagawa Jet Girls. Okay. <laughs> I can identify the cringy fan service but it just kind of like washes over me it's like oh whatever because it's just there yeah and i also think like mike has too good a taste in anime because <laughs> it's always like oh we're gonna watch this and yes it's got some stuff in it but like this is way too good mm-hmm. yeah no uh and, and rocket girls did like does kind of come close to that just because the quality of the show itself wasn't Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Okay, so um Darling in the Franks had some pretty gratuitous stuff, but it was also a pretty great show. 
Okay, in the frying. I've never you, heard of that. Is this a sausage thing? No, no. It's uh, so put it to you this way. Okay, so it's it's kind of a mech anime, high school mech anime. Um, but each mech has to be piloted by a boy and a girl. Oh ho! And the girl sits in the front. It's you know sit you know kind of fighter jet style, mm -hmm. you know, and the girl sits in the front. But she more of is up, up on all fours. And her suit literally has handles built into the hips for the guy to grab on. Do fucking what now? <laughs> it's buck wild. <laughs> and what's it called again? Darling in the Franks with two X's. <clears throat> if you ever seen a, a girl with like kind of slender, a pink haired girl with slender devil horns with long pink hair she's from that i don't know that i have but i have a feeling i need to see at least it sounds episode. like 20 characters there pink haired girl with devil horns sounds like 20 different anime characters yeah it's yeah mike you gotta you gotta point me to this mm. but uh, uh yeah and so i will say it also like goes further than you would expect it to because um <clears throat> Trying not, not to give away too much, but uh, one of the one of the high school kids gets pregnant. Oh shit! And like Jesus they Christ. deal with that. They, She's teen pregnant. Yes. Oh my god. So it went it went places in an anime I've never expected it to, even with being <laughs> super fan servicey. Wow, American High School, the mecha anime. Yeah. Now, now, have you ever seen High School DXD? I DX is that High School of the Dead? No, 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 no. High School um, of the yeah, Dead, School of the Dead is, is super fan servicey though, and yeah. it's a shame the guy died. What? Mm. Yeah, I didn't tell you that. No, though the reason there was no more High School of the Dead is because the manga cod died. Holy shit! Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so so High School DXD is like angels and demons, but it's set in the high school and all the uh, like position like all of the it's about a, a big titty redhead who has her little <laughs> demon hunting or her little angel hunting squad but they're all based on like uh chess pieces oh yes i've seen that yeah okay. yeah I've, I've only watched mm -hmm. like i think like six episodes but it, it was fun but yeah it's also one of those like i mean the, the clear appeal here is the frequent uh nudity Oh, what's the other one where like the girl's a demon? Like she has a little, she's a devil. She has a little devil tail. That one's also pretty cringy. I can't remember the name of it though. But that also sounds like twenty different. I know that's yeah, a problem. Again. These are so fucking generic. <laughs> fucking tropes, man. <laughs> um, I, I will say that like if you're looking for one that's like very kind of sweet, like it's it's um it's like it's it's goofy and everything like that. But uh, I will say, uh, don't bully me, Nagatoro. Mm-hmm. That one's yeah, been a, I a lot of fun. I still need to watch that. So, yeah, I, it's I, on my I list. Caught up, I mean, I caught up with all of the episodes and immediately just jumped into the manga. And I, I wait for the manga update like every Monday. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's very cute, um, very sweet. So I, I would suggest watching that. But again, it's also like the guy who created it started off doing like hardcore uh, hentai. So, that's yeah. that's so, true with a lot of manga yeah. though. They a lot yeah, of them get yeah. started like that. Well, it's because they all get started doing the uh, dojins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, like, there's little things like there are nods to some of his like previous body of work, 
but like he he definitely orchestrates like situations where oh no this character is not wearing clothes that sort of thing but it's still a lot of fun <laughs> oh no bear has no pants like literally one of the characters is the art club president and she she's nudist god damn like that that's her thing she'll walk into the room and she's like completely nude and she's like um like she thick right yeah <laughs> So it's like, oh no, that that's cool, but also like technically you're in a room with underage people. So yeah. It, it's yeah, it's um it's wild, man. It's wild. You know that you, here's a bad thing. You know what my absolute favorite manga or yeah, manga and anime are? Hmm. Uh Azumanga. Oh, that's fun. I love Azumanga. Yeah. No, it's literally just one of my favorite things that's ever come out it's just adorable it there's there's nothing wrong with it it's just yeah nice yeah you know if, if you know if we're talking like wholesome stuff yeah um mm -hmm. yeah no no i feel you man it's uh it might get me turned on to that so mm -hmm. yeah i remember uh as a manga when it was um it, it just started showing up in the u.s and i was really mm -hmm. enjoying it I, I haven't watched it in forever i need to go back and watch it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, there you go cool any other any any idea what you might be watching next mike you got another um, anime on your list coming up let's see if i was what can i make a recommendation sure okay have how much lupon the third have you seen basically zero okay i'm gonna throw out um uh, ha have you ever seen any of the Lupin the Third movies at all? Nope. Okay. Um, go ahead and start with the movie The Castle of Calixtroso. That's mm -hmm. the one by Studio Ghibli, isn't it? Yeah, Hayao Miyazaki directed that one. Right. Um, that's like the wholesome Lupin, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, start watching some of the second generation Lupin. Uh, and watch the dub version, because the dub version is excellent. Um, and also one more, um, the, the CGI movie they did a couple of years ago, Lupin the third, the first, I really, really want to see that. It's really good. Like I, I bought that shit on YouTube. I, I loved it so much. Like that's um, the one that I saw the trailer and was like, this is how you fucking translate animation into CG. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I, I think so, so Lupin has this kind of like, spectrum of like cringe to badass that fits the character mm -hmm. um and, and there's like this kind of like little sweet spot where lupon's a little bit of like a more uh accessible kind of character um castle of calixtroso is definitely one of those it's probably the most tame lupon's ever been um and then i'd put lupon the third the first up there with it um but if, if you want to see like lupon at its like most um like closest to the manga the lupon the third um fourth series set in italy is very much it looks like the style of monkey punch and they really play up kind of the more lecherous aspects of lupon and everything right. like that um like there's a there's so much fucking lupons so like if you get into it there is an amazing amount of stuff you can watch yeah 
And like wow. I, I think I said in one episode that uh, the guy that played Rick Hunter in Robotech has been voicing Lupin since the beginning. So mm-hmm. same yeah. voice actor yeah. today. Yeah. And there, there's like um, for the second series, I think there's like something like close to 200 episodes. Uh, you don't have to watch all of them. You know, you can just look up the best ones. and Because that's the thing about Lupin. It's not super continuity heavy. Um but it kind of depends on the series. Like the more recent series tend to have more of an interconnected story, while like the first three series tend to be very um, episodic. Mm. So, yeah, I'll throw that out there. It's a uh, 1960s style spy shenanigans, um, thief, thievery, and that sort of thing. It's neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. Cool. And then, yeah, I, I know that you were saying that you had some stuff on your list. I, I just wanted to throw that out there in case you... No, it's not a, like, ordered list. It's more of just things I eventually want to get around to watching. Oh, okay, okay. Just when I get to them. Okay. Well, uh, all right, Mike. Uh, thank you for that. So I guess, uh, I guess maybe we can jump into what I've been up to. Yes, let's. All right, so um, I'm very excited about this upcoming uh, series of Doctor Who specials and the new series coming out. So, um, like, how much Doctor Who have you guys watched? I am not a fan, so I have not really watched any. Oh, okay, okay. Is there a particular reason, or just... uh, I don't know, it's just... it, It hits a little too... Fast and loose. Okay, okay. It it doesn't stick to the science, I guess. No, I mean... I'm fine with things that aren't super, you know, science-y. It's just, I don't know, it's just something about it does not click with me. You know, and, and that's fair. That's fair. Like, we're going to be talking about Doctor Who for a little bit, so you'll have to endure, but... Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, how about you, Kevin? Well, you know, uh, one of my earliest memories as a child was my sister and dad watching um, uh, Pete Davidson's run. Uh, um, Pete Davidson. Peter that, Davidson, the fifth name? doctor. Oh, the fifth doctor. Okay, the one yeah. with the celery on his coat, dressed mm-hmm. like a cricketer. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because I have burned into my memory the sound of the TARDIS and the the phone booth, you know, the, mm-hmm. the TARDIS disappearing. Yeah. And uh, beyond that, I went and I watched, like, some Tom Baker's stuff, which I enjoyed mm-hmm. some of. And then the new series, I was like, all right, this, this is where I can get in on the ground floor. And I yeah, watched yeah. all of it until about halfway through Capaldi's run. Yeah. Um, oh, I do want to so add. I do want to yeah. add something though. So, growing up, uh, my dad was really into Doctor Who. Like it was, you know, it showed on a PBS mm-hmm. uh, station in uh, Louisiana. I remember mm-hmm. he had like a big, like, kind of companion book to it and stuff. So, you know, I knew of, I've known about Doctor Who for a long time. I just, you know, never was into it. Yeah. No, no, I mean, that's perfectly fair. Like, uh, my, my experience with Doctor Who, like, my first experience with Doctor Who was a Doctor Who pinball machine. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, there was there was a, a little like burger stand next to a park I used to go to, and they had mm-hmm. a Doctor Who pinball machine. And I was always intrigued, like, who are all these old guys? Which one is Doctor <laughs> Who? Um, now, I also I I just remember this. My actual the first thing I watched uh, myself was the '96 mm-hmm. TV movie when it aired. Mm, yeah, Paul McGann. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like McGann. I guess he got to do a lot more. Oh, so he is yeah. like the big Finnish doctor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so with, with me, like uh, after after I and this was when I was a little kid, right? Uh, eventually, I was able to catch some like um, Doctor Who reruns and that sort of thing. A lot of uh, mm-hmm. the Fourth Doctor. Oh um, yeah. <clears throat> but part of my reason for not watching much of it was. Um, like I have this kind of like completionist tendency, oh. um, and and there's so much of the old episodes that are just not available or hard to get a hold of or lost. Which is, mm-hmm, which is why when uh, Eccleston showed up and it was like kind of like a nice little mm-hmm. soft reboot, that's yeah. when I got into Doctor Who. And then, like you, I watched up through about midway through the Capaldi era. Um, and that's only because, like, I no longer had access to, like, BBC America or whatever. Yeah. So I just, um, and I, I don't typically download a lot of shows. Um, right. I, I don't have the hard drive and, space for it. And I <laughs> but, like, um, here's, a, here's a problem with the modern doctors. Like, well, I say that. Capaldi mm-hmm. and, uh, what's her name, Jodie Whittaker? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like them. I like them as actors. Uh-huh. I didn't like the writing in the latter half of Capaldi. And yeah. I'm I'm gonna bitch. They they gave the show to Chris Chin, uh, yeah, Chris Chinball. Yeah, and he wrote like some of the absolute worst episodes of Modern Doctor Who. And somebody thought, hey, let's put that guy in charge. Yeah. So so like I'm gonna start getting back into Doctor Who. Like I'm definitely mm-hmm. gonna start watching with the new yes. Doctor. Um I, I like the look of him. I like the thing. I also I'm I'm looking forward to watching uh David Tennant come back uh for those three specials because I mm-hmm. think like peak I think peak modern who was uh David Tennant and um Donna. Uh, Donna, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that to me was like peak Doctor Who. That was when I was like the most involved with it. Um but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. So to kind of like reintroduce myself to things, I ended up watching the uh, 50th anniversary special this week. Dude, was, I did the exact same thing. Right, right. It's so good. It's so good. It really um, is. Um, and yeah, also, and, John Hurt. Yes. Now, here's the thing that pisses me off. We should have had an 80s series with John Hurt in it. We really should have. Imagine how fucking amazing that would have been. Yeah, that would have been really nice. But, you know, yeah. there wouldn't have really been a way to do it. So Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. But, like, it's just, it's one of those missed opportunities. Like, because John Hurt fits so well. He did. As as a doctor in that special. And, I, you know, even though he's, like, the war doctor, the doctor they don't talk about, the one yeah. with the darkest past. Like, it, it works for me. Yeah. Um. There's, but, you know, I, you know, yeah. I was going to say, I, there's two things about him that I thought were great. Number one, uh, in the script, they hadn't cast him yet. Like, uh, Moffat had him in mind when he wrote it, but the script literally just says, when the War Doctor shows up, it says, 
and the most famous actor in the world turns around. <laughs> and two, John Hurt did a lot of improv. Yeah. In that episode. Like, like he gets it. Like, mm-hmm. in that episode, you could tell he fucking gets it. He's all in. And, like, it has, you know, um, it, it has Matt Smith. Matt Smith was a great doctor. Yes. Uh, it has John Hurt. It has David Tennant. And it fucking has Tom Baker in it. You know, the, I love that because that also lays the groundwork for uh, 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 David Tennant coming back. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, I'm like going through and trying to like reacquaint myself. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm not going to be able to catch all of the old episodes. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, there is an obsessive amount of documenting of these episodes. Mm-hmm. So I found a YouTube channel where this guy is going through the uh, entire season runs of each doctor and kind of summarizing each arc. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been yeah, using that cool. to kind of go through the first, you know, uh, I'm right now still only on um, the second Doctor. But right, I'm, I'm going right. to kind of catch up that way and then I'll start watching, you know. It, it, it's funny, like, I'll do 1,100 episodes of One Piece, but I just can't, like, <laughs> do all that many Doctor <laughs> Who episodes. Well, I get that, but... Yeah, I'll... but then again, I've seen most of the current series yeah so i will yeah. recommend if you're gonna watch like some of the old ones one in particular i would check out is spearhead from space that's mm-hmm. the first john pertry episode that's uh the third mm. doctor it's unique because it's the first episode in color <clears throat> there was a studio technician strike so they had to shoot it on location on film so it doesn't look mm. like any other episode yeah so the whole series of Spearhead from Space is really good. Yeah, you know, and I, what I want to do is eventually kind of um, the, the core, the core arcs with the core um, monsters. Of course, like mm-hmm. I want to watch the the key Dalek arcs. Uh, I want to watch the arcs that lead to each regeneration and everything like that. But um, Genesis I, of the Daleks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tom and Baker, then, uh, one of the best. And then, like, I, you know, I, I noticed that, like, as we were getting to the Capaldi era, when Chinbull took over, like, I was starting to have some issues with the episodes. But I, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna go through them, because I never got to see Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. And uh, I, I'm very curious about, like, I've read about the continuity change. Yeah, I and like I, her. I want to see how it works. I like her. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate every episode she's been in. Oh, man. Um... Because I tried. I really did try. Mm-hmm. But then I read about, like, the most recent big continuity shakeup, which is probably the same yeah. one you're talking about. And yeah, uh, yeah. there's a lot of fans angry about it. And I, I'm not, actually. Well, are, are we talking about the story element, or are we talking about how they're changing the season numbering? Oh, not that. I'm talking about the story okay. element. The, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the, the timeless, timeless child. child. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is cool. I, I think, think that's it's a great story, and it actually kind of harkens back to the idea of the Cartmel master plan in the original mm-hmm. series. You're familiar with that? Like, I, I've read a little bit about it, but I'm not super familiar. Well, Cartmel was one of the writers, and his big idea was, hey, let's get some mystery back to the Doctor. So they started laying hints that he might not just be a Time Lord. 
Mm, okay, okay. And uh, he had this whole crazy idea that, like, there were three founders of Time Lord Society. There was Raslan, right. Omega, and the other. And the yeah. other, to get away from Raslan, threw himself into what they called the birthing looms. Which is okay. a, a, an idea that has been thrown out completely. And uh, basically, Time Lords don't aren't they don't fuck and are born they come out of these birthing looms and each major house has its own birthing loom and the doctor is a reincarnation of the other one of the founders of time lord society and of course this is not canon so yeah well that's one thing that i like about doctor who is like the constant changes to what's canon and what's not like just fucking go for it well it's a time travel show yeah yeah like whatever you want to do like if you want the doctor to be this something beyond a time lord then go for it you know just um make sure yeah. the writing's there but um no i the other thing is like a lot of the fans are upset that they're going from series to season starting on disney plus but it like, was seasons I, I, before the modern uh-huh. relaunch yeah and you know everybody mentions that but like it's yeah. like i get it i get it like if i'm trying to get someone into doctor who starting from this new series i just want them to see well, like yeah. hey season one and jump in from there instead of doing like season 40 or yeah. season 16 or whatever. Well, the reason the big reason is you know who's carrying the international distribution for it. Uh is well Disney's doing uh in the US but internationally and it's BB and Europe? Yeah, okay. everywhere except uh the UK and like Australia yeah. and CB uh and Canada. Yeah. Everywhere else it's Disney Plus. Yeah. And Disney's well, you know, big thing was if we're gonna carry it and we can't and they also don't have the streaming rights to the, the back catalog. Yeah. That's all on uh Max. Well, HBO my, my has hope, it. My my hope is that if Doctor Who takes off in the US with this new generation like it, like it's already taken off, of course. Um But like if it takes off again. Yeah, like if, if Disney sees some big numbers on Doctor Who my hope is that like they negotiate and get the back catalog onto Disney Plus. They can just do yeah. like classic era, millennium era, current era. Sure. Yeah. So I I don't know. I'm um I'm just I'm excited. You know, I went back yeah. and I watched that 50th anniversary special. I'm like, you know what? This is why I love Doctor Who. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, no, I'm gonna a- watch some yeah, I'm gonna watch some other episodes and um definitely gonna jump in with the uh new specials coming out, that's right. for sure. Yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to all that. And I just think it's funny, both of us this week were like, you know, I better go back watch the 50th again. Mm-hmm. But I am going to say, <clears throat> they're they're planning it to be a, like a multi-series universe, you know? They, they're they launching the Hooniverse. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd heard something about that. I would love for them and, to bring back Torchwood. Well, that's my thing. I'm like, everybody that I want to see a show about is either dead mm. or problematic. Cause you know, the guy that played Captain Jack is, uh, is it's come out that he's been sexually ah, no. doing stuff at conventions, man. I was like five feet away from that guy and like got to say hi to him. And he said to hi to me. And that makes oh, yeah. me sad. Now. No, I know so many people that have had great experiences with him. And then there's people like, okay, uh, I also know people that thought he was joking when he grabbed their ass. Mm. Like, I personally oh, no. know some people. 
Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah, Captain Jack, I don't he ain't acting. He dances with everybody. Whether yeah, they want well, it or not. Well, you know, you know, there's also these things that are in Doctor Who, like I'm going through like the 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 continuity of the first couple seasons, right? I want to see what happens with the doctor's daughter or granddaughter. Oh, Susan. G- oh God, yeah, no, because Susan has a whole line of regenerations in front of her. Yeah, see, because I've never gotten into like the audio books and stuff. Yeah. So, and then you've got the doctor's other daughter, uh, uh, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the David one that T- uh, David Tennant married. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, so. <laughs> the doctor's daughter was played by Peter Davidson's daughter. She was the daughter uh-huh. of the fifth doctor, and she yeah. played David Tennant's daughter, and now they're married. Yeah. It's just it's it's interesting to me. Um Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I'm 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 in it again. Like I haven't seen Doctor Who stuff in a couple of years, but like I feel like this is a good jumping on point. It's it got is. me excited, which which is I think the best thing for the franchise right now, especially yeah. because like I guess a lot of the fandom is at each other's throats over the recent series. So. You know, I wrote a uh, an article on WordPress one time that went viral about that called Doctor Who and the Fires of Fandom. Mm. And uh, it was basically a call for everybody to just shut the fuck up and watch your show. Oh, dude, post that on the Patreon. I'd love to read it. Oh, okay, I will. And, uh, yeah, hell yeah, man. My big problem was it was, it was when Moffat took over. Uh, mm. everybody was bitching about Russell T. Davies leading up to his leaving, going, oh, Moffat wrote some of the best episodes of New Who. This mm. is going to be so great. And then he took over and was like, oh, God, he sucks. I want Russell T. Davies back. I'm like, fuck <laughs> all of you. Because it well, was well, the exact same people. Yeah, well, and right now, everybody's excited Russell T. Davies is coming back. I am excited because I never <laughs> yeah. had a problem with him to fucking begin with. Yeah, no, of course. So 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 here's the thing. Like when when um, the new series premieres, how about we all watch like the first couple episodes and powwow? Because I'd be interested to right. hear what Mike has to I say would, about it. Yeah, Mike, would you watch a Doctor Who special with us? Awesome. Okay. Yeah, you know, because I, I would like to do more like targeted things. Like, hey, we're all going to watch the same thing, and yeah, because we've talked about it before. I think like this new, and I'm not talking about the specials. I'm just talking about like let's go into the. New Doctor's first oh, couple of episodes. Oh, okay, the new guy. Think. Yeah, yeah, that way, uh, that way Mike is not, like, dealing with the baggage of, like, okay, this is Tenant, but he's regenerated a second time. <laughs> you know, this is like, okay, this is the 15th guy. He's had 14 other forms, but we're starting here with him. Yeah, and Mike knows the story. Yeah, yep. yeah, but it, it'd be nice to, like, narratively just, like, just c- kind of like the same way the Eccleston episodes worked. It was like, okay... This is his 10th form, or no, he was the 9th, right? Who, Eccleson? Yeah. Yeah, 9th. Technically 10th yeah. so like, if, yeah. uh, if you count the War Doctor, but... Right, right. So it's like, okay, here, here's a fresh start for the guy. He's had eight past lives. They'll occasionally reference them, but going here on, this is like the guy. This is the new series. That's, that's what I'm hoping... That's, I think that's what I hope most about this new season is that it feels like the the uh, Ninth Doctor, where it's just like it feels a like a fresh good start. start. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's important to me, uh, that it feels like a fresh start. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and do like a Doctor Who special. Yeah. The, 
Okay, all right. And, well, yeah, I mean that—that's what I had, and apparently you had it too, Kevin. Yeah, so. well, I mean, I had it. I, I knew I was going to jump in with you on this one, and uh, now that we're done talking about that, I just want to welcome Mike back to the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> well, now that I'm back, I can say the uh, previous. Yeah, I racked my brain and did some googling. Yeah, uh, another cringy one I remember watching that it was another like Devil Girl anime was To Love Rue. Oh, I oh know my that God, one. I've I know seen that, that name. Yes. It is super, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. fan service Yeah. Um, also, what's really cringy are the incest animes, where oh, it's, like, mainstream God. incest. Oh, like, God. It, what was that one, like, Mike, with the twins? Oh, and a guy twins? Yes. God. There, there, was, there was one where it's, like, this this guy who lives with his dad... His dad's a photographer. His dad leaves the house, and, like, he... His dad also adopts, like, two daughters, and the daughters stay with the son, but there's, like, a weird sexual tension, and I don't know the name of it, but it's super cringy. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, not very good. Yeah. I watched, like, three episodes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was just... um. A lot of incest in uh, anime. Yes. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Not, not interesting in the way that I like the way they think. It's just, it, why is that a thing? But anyway. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, Kevin, what have you been distracting yourself with as we're still falling down this distraction? Oh, do we want to do that or do we want to take a break first? I you say break. Yeah. yeah, let's oh. take a break. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, David, you know what makes our show great? What's that, Kevin? No ads. You know what would make it better? What's that, Kevin? Ads. What if, and I'm just spitballing here, we do ads for independent creators at reasonable rates? How reasonable? Overly. How about $2 per episode pre-roll? That is almost too reasonable. Might as well go for it. Let's send everyone to the contact page for Supernatural Selection. SupernaturalSelectionPod.com slash contact? Exactly. Just have them scroll down to the Advertise With Us section for more information. That sounds great. Now let's record the ad. Kevin? Yes, David? We just did. And we are back, and we're still fucking falling. So, Kevin, what have you been distracting yourself with? Well, first off, let me go a little update on uh, Baldur's Gate. I didn't get much of a chance to play it this week, but I did play it a little bit last night, and uh, I had to stop because of what happened. Uh Uh-oh. Like, all right, I managed to talk my way into the goblin camp, which is really fucking amusing to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the goblin, I'm, and and I was using mind control using the tadpole in my head at first, but then I realized I've got high charisma. I'm just going to talk my way into this. So I get in. <laughs> and uh, they're just like, oh, yeah, no, you're you're cool. Come on in. Have a good time. Woo! And like, <laughs> I, I have literally talked my way out of every fight in that uh, <laughs> thing so far. Oh, that's great. And then I found this dude. <laughs> 
and he is the high priest of a um of, of a pain goddess. Oh boy. And he's wearing like okay, let's not mince words. It's a Cenobite, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a D&D version of a Cenobite. <laughs> and uh, through passing, uh, you know, charisma checks, uh, I stopped because I'm about to get uh, sexually spanked to appease a pain <laughs> goddess. And I was like, I can't deal with this tonight. <laughs> you, you need to be prepared. You need to light a couple candles. I got... I. I gotta treat myself right. I have to buy myself a dinner or something, <laughs> even if it's just like lean cuisine. I got, I, I got, I gotta get prepped mentally for this because <laughs> this is not what I was expecting at all. You're just, you're playing the world's most fuckable protagonist, apparently. I, I am playing. Okay, I have played some visual novels, and mm -hmm. this is still the horniest game I have ever played in my life. Well, well, it is, it is a bug. Yeah. It, well. Well, with your companions, it's a bug. <laughs> with this guy, he he just is. Yeah, but this, this guy is as written. But 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 the companions are adding to the total horniness you're experiencing. This is true, <laughs> and uh, it is in fact how fuckable my character is because they patched it. Uh huh. They patched it. You actually have to work harder to to score with everyone and mm -hmm. they patched it before I started playing. Mm -hmm. I, I thought they, I thought yeah, they did, I did because too. of fan. I did backlash. too. They patched it. Not as hard as they were going to patch it, but everybody's still trying to fuck my dude. And I'm like, <laughs> apparently Terry is just badass. He's, he's, he's so, a fuck boy. He, he's a fuckman, sir. No fuck boy. He's oh, like, he's man. like Byron. He's not experienced enough to be a fuck man. Okay, not yet. He's a fuck boy. He's yeah, fuck after the boy. Cenobite, he will be. Yes, yeah, yeah. The fuck boy. The Cenobite will turn you from a fuck boy to a fuck man. It, this is reminding me of that. These pipes are clean from Cabin Boy. <laughs> I, I, when I return, I shall be a cabin man. Oh, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. So, besides that, I wanted to talk about... Here's the deal. Last week, I talked about something I really enjoyed, Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. So, I figured this week, I'm going to talk about something else I really enjoy. Loki. Okay, well, I, like, number one, like, the conceit of the show is what you distract your, yourself with, and, like, it's stuff that you probably like, right? Uh, well, not me. Not always. No, that's There's fair. A lot of that's stuff fair. I talk, you are wired I talk about where I, I hate... Nothing specific. I just hate. I'm like Patton Oswalt in that. Just, where he is texting his wife and he typed I, it auto-filled hate, and he accidentally sent that to his wife. So he yeah, the text read like, I love you, I hate. So that's me in uh -huh. a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, but I want to talk about Loki, mm -hmm. all right? I, I am... I am suffering from severe MCU burnout, mm. all right? I have been for a little while now. If you're a regular listener to the distraction hole, you are aware of this. Mm -hmm. There are many of the movies where I'm like, ah, yeah, all right, it happened. Loki, I am legit enjoying. Mm -hmm. I, I love this version of Loki. Um, it, 
there is never a time I'm going to be angry that Owen Wilson is now in the MCU as Mobius M. Mobius. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a fun show. I love the characters, love the character development, love the TVA, the style of the TVA. I want that automat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it also gave a short round as uh, Ouroboros. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's been great, man. It's it's yeah. um like this is the most excited I've been for a Marvel project since uh shit, probably Shang-Chi. For me. Yeah. Like, like I've I've not had issues with any of them, but like like um the the, the phase four, I guess that's what we're in right now, like hasn't had a lot Maybe. of highlights for me. No, no. Hasn't had a lot for me either. Of course, I also uh I didn't like Shang-Chi. Yeah, well, I mean, not everybody's perfect, so... Yeah, bite me. <laughs> but the point is, I, I'm really enjoying um, this show. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say something that I got a huge kick out of. Gentlemen, I'm going to post something in host chat, and I think I showed this to Mike. <clears throat> you guys are familiar with what uh, Moby, you know, you know what Mobius looks like in the yeah, show. Yeah. All right. So the character of Mobius in the comics was based on Marvel writer Mark Grunewald. Mm -hmm. Long time writer for the company and their chief continuity officer. Yeah. So in the bullpen, he was a guy where if there was a question of continuity, hey, can I have Thor do this? He'd be like, no, you can't do that. It contradicts issue 98 from uh, Volume 1, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So when they had a time cop in the Marvel comics, they based Mobius on Mark Grunewald. Yeah. Visually and and in, you know, job description. So now he's in the MCU, and uh, they've, they've got a very specific look going for him. And David, in host chat, I've just posted a picture of Mark Grunewald. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd like for you to take a look. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at it now. Yeah. yeah um yep. that is that is Mobius. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Um you know, and they I, I really gotta hand it to them for the casting on Loki because I you know, if you would have told me that like Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson would have been the best like buddy cop pairing since like Danny Glover and um <laughs> Mel Gibson, I would have been like that's, bullshit. That's very true. Um they work really well together. Yeah, it's it's because, like, again, like, Hiddleston's very kind of, like, proper British sort of sounding, but then you got Owen Wilson, who's just kind of got this, like, yeah, well... Uh, yeah, he's just kind of like a American that you'd expect to be drinking Bud Light on his porch. He's an all-shucks kind of character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. just the way that they're writing the characters, too, it just, it works so very well. Like, one of my favorite bits this season was in that first episode where um, um, OB was like, no, I mean, if you spend too much time out there, your skin's going to come off. And there's just this <laughs> moment where Mobius is like writing skin in the dust on a computer. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just, I, I really get a kick out of that moment. Yeah, like I still think about that moment occasionally. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but it just is. Yeah. And I, 
in the most recent episode, I don't think anyone is really shocked by what Mobius was doing on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. still haven't seen it yet, so. Oh, okay. Oh. Remember, I still haven't gotten oh, around to it. I'll probably watch it tonight. All but, right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll, dang it. All right. We'll leave that off. Uh, but. Yeah, any, anything, you know, gen- general concepts, but anything super spoilery. spoilery. Yeah, no, I'm not going to tell you any of that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, like I, you're you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it though. There's like Mobius just kind of clicks like who he is. Yeah. Um. The only real surprise for me was um um. Oh, what what's his name? The receptionist the, dude. Yeah. The, the voice of Rutherford from yeah. uh, Lower Decks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His character, like his character's origins, caught me by surprise. But everybody else is. Yeah. Kind of oh like, shit! I didn't. Hmm? I didn't realize that's who that was. Yeah. 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 yeah that's um, Rutherford. Uh, like I know him as Pillboy from um, um, uh, The Good Place. Mm. I yeah. mean, I've seen the actor. Oh, okay. Oh, the Good Place is really good. He played a bit character called Pillboy, um, literally okay. a dude who just distributes drugs in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> of course, of course, it's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eugene, Co- uh, Eugene Codero, or Cordero. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I realize also- he was Pillboy too. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah I also, Mike has seen everything so far that he's been in. Apparently, yeah. He, um, I know him from, um, like, I first heard about him in Comedy Bang Bang because I, I used to listen to that podcast a lot, and he mm. was a pretty frequent guest on there. He's a funny guy, man. He is really funny. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, mm. yeah, I, I like everything about this most recent episode. But I, going further back, so Mike doesn't get spoiled, um. I don't know. I I like that Owen Wilson's character like stuck up for Loki. Like mm-hmm. that was really important for me. Yeah. Like, like that was that was a big deal and it paid off. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing. I think Loki like if I were to call any character the main character of Marvel, for a while I would have said it was uh Captain America, but I think now it's mm-hmm. Loki. Like everything, like it's ha- the main character. Yeah, like the main the character of like I guess the 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 current storyline, as it were. Yeah. Well, no, I, I guess maybe Iron Man was the main character of the first yeah, storyline. Um, but yeah, like like but yeah. Here's the thing: what uh, that I liked best about Loki and why it's working so well for me. There are fucking consequences to all this multiverse shit going on. Um, yeah. Especially the ending. I'm not again. I'm not spoiling anything. But the the ending to this, or there's a moment in this most recent episode that gave me like um, um, Avengers, um, uh, uh, Etern- uh, the the Eternity War, whatever it was. The the first Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the ending of Infinity War. That kind of like dread that you feel. Like I yes. felt that. In, um, I I agree. This recent it Loki had... episode, like it felt significant. Yes, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, also, can we talk about Sylvie working in the in the uh, McDonald's in the seventies? It, it's like it's it's cute. It's like a corporate sponsor thing, but like, but it's it it works. Yeah. for for this case, look, yeah. there's there's there was pictures of my mom working in a McDonald's in a, about the same time frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it definitely, I mean, I seen pictures of my mom in basically that same uniform. You know, my, oh, that's that's funny. My yeah. my mom, um, uh, when she had me, uh, um, she um, 
she worked at a McDonald's and she was like a birthday manager for the McDonald's because apparently like people used to throw their fucking wow. birthdays at McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, she used to dress. Yeah. As have you ever seen Mac and me? Uh, oh yeah. I, I just, again, like this is <laughs> that whole like, musical numbers. This is for the youngsters yeah. who don't realize. Okay. This. That's fair. That's fair. Cause McDonald's but... used to be like a major. Yeah. Yeah. But she used to also dress as the hamburger. And I guess like, she Oh would, my God. But I guess like it freaked me out as a baby. Like, cause I would cry whenever she showed up in like the hamburger outfit. I could understand that. But, yeah, but back yeah. when McDonald's was like an actual restaurant. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like the McDonald's that we see in Loki, it like it's a big deal at the time. It's not just like a fast food place. It's, yeah, no. Yeah, uh, man. Interesting times. Interesting times. Interesting indeed. I I don't know. I can't put enough praise on Loki because it's the one shining point in the MCU for me right now. Mm. That's keeping me invested long enough to like see what they've got coming. Because like, it, it, yeah. it, like the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm gonna go see it. I, I like Captain Marvel. Um, I'll see it, but I don't think I'm gonna go see it. I my my thing is, I wish they would have given her like an actual like sequel where it's Captain Marvel. Um, I just don't know how I feel about them like throwing in Miss Marvel and um, uh, uh. Monica Rambo. Yeah, yeah. I just, I kind of wish she just got her own little movie. Mm. But the fact that they turned it into the Marvels, which I'm sure it's going to be fine. And again, well, I, mean, I, I, I've I remember not, seeing. Yeah. Say, I remember. I was going to say, I remember seeing like the Marvels, like on the on the uh, upcoming thing for a long time. So I think even as way back before <clears throat> Miss Marvel was really released, yeah, they yeah. had the Marvels. So it was, it was a long time coming. Yeah, it just I, again, like I've not had really any issues with any of the MCU stuff. Like, obviously, the weakest one for me was Secret Invasion. Like, I had fun with it, but there's also like, man, that was a missed opportunity. Um, I think Secret Invasion should have been a Captain Marvel movie. Uh. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I'm throwing that out there, but like it's just like I, I I get I get what you're saying about like the kind of MCU just like nothing really landing because yeah. yeah I mean I like, I feel it too I, I I it's not enough for me to like skip anything you know what I mean yeah I think it's just too diluted like they're they're just flinging their stuff out there and it's just. Mm too much well and then again like the other thing is with like the first three phases well more more particularly like um the 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 phase two and phase three where it felt like they were building to something Mm -hmm. and like every every project felt like a step towards something larger and everything right now just feels so disconnected and that's partially because it's a multiverse all this stuff yeah. is, you know, has its own stuff, but also like, and I, I don't know, like they sh- maybe the like is the way to fix it to have Loki show up in every movie and just start recruiting people. Uh, I don't know, no. I think the only thing they can do that's gonna fix anything is int- introduce NFL Super Pro. You fucking cowards! <laughs> I'm uh, just saying. Yeah, I I don't know, like. Like Loki, Loki works because I fucking feel like 
there's stakes. That's also the reason why I like Shang-Chi, because that whole thing with the Ten Rings, um, and, yeah. like, it sent out a signal. Like, that's a good fucking hook. Like, so, I guess. Yeah, I, I just... I don't know, man. We haven't seen anything from it since then. Yeah, that, that's the biggest problem, is, like, we're not getting those... You know, like, Again, there's a giant fucking stone hand and head in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And, and no one talks about it. Yeah, we've yeah. not had a single movie yet that's dealt with the repercussions it, of that. They had, they didn't even mention it in Ms. Marvel. There is literally no consequence. I think, I think every every Marvel property since that happened should have had like a, a TV somewhere saying, in day like 375, this big hand's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or they should like be building hotels on it or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or even someone is, like, somebody's staying on the thumb. Or, or make it like a plot point for one of the movies. Like I, I know that Wakanda Forever was dealing with vibranium, um, mm-hmm. or not? Vi- yeah, vibranium. Like, what yeah. if the what if the giant hand was made of vibranium and it's Wakanda and um, you know uh, Namor's country going after you know, and then you got the whole international response trying to claim that giant celestial body or something. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like, you can integrate this stuff in and... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's frustrating, man. It, it is frustrating. I still think, like, out of all the movies I've heard about, like, I know they're doing uh, Captain America Brave New World. I'm like, okay, good. Give him a better costume. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm actually kind of looking forward to Armor Wars. Yeah, yeah. That was originally supposed to be a miniseries. Yeah, now it's a movie, and it's roadie, and it's dealing with... And this is is what I like. It's dealing with the consequences of the fucking existence of Tony Stark Mm -hmm. and him being gone. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Ironheart, because I thought the character was cool. Um, I think they kind of shoehorned her into the story of uh, Wakanda Forever, but like... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But but having her work with Rhodey, and Rhodey kind of like mentoring her, seems like that would be a really cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would actually like it if that kid from Iron Man 3 was in it. Yeah, he he was cool. Like, I I would like him to show up as a uh, character again. Yeah. Yeah, so, yep, yeah, Loki, good shit, keep it coming, season finale, um, couple days from now, uh, from yep. when we're recording, so, man. Yep, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not looking forward to it being over, but I'm looking forward to the season finale. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, here, here's the other thing, is, like, I, I'm wondering if we're going to get a Deadpool tease, because of you what, know, what Deadpool is going to be dealing with. I I've heard that. And Which I'm curious. I would be very excited if we end up getting Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, just like in a little weird ass cameo with a Mobius. Like just him, yeah, just him in the in the TVA. Like, hello. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like he you comes out of a he comes out of a time door. He's like cut in half. He's like, oh yeah, I'll just be a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Yes. Yeah. All right, but yeah. um, yeah, Loki, man, good stuff. Yeah. Good show. And Lower Decks, also really good stuff this season. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe we I, could talk about that one next week uh, with the, you know, because ha, have we all caught up with it? Yeah. Well, I have. Okay, yeah, I, I, I have too. Okay, yeah. No, so we're... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say that uh, Trek culture needs to, like, 
fucking calm down bitching about Mariner. Yeah, I, I haven't watched the recent episode. Like, I'll tell you what killed me in this uh, season finale was the uh, Locarno and Tom Paris joke. Oh, yes. God, I'm so glad they <laughs> actually hung a lantern on that shit, man. I just yeah, don't no, see I it. I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> God, he looks oh, just God like him. <laughs> yep. And then the paywalled Genesis device. Yes. <laughs> yes, fucking Ferengi. Um, and I was also going to say, I hated it, but I also really liked the callback to the whole uh, Twain negotiations. <laughs> It was a very good callback. Yeah, like, they did a good job, like, tying in different gags from the entire season. Like, the, yep. the story felt less connected this season, because it was literally just, like, uh, occasionally you would have a, a crew of, like, Lower Decks people from a different ship, and they'd yeah, show but, up and disappear. But it started being mentioned in the main stories more, and yeah. by the time it became the plot, it... It made sense. It you know, had been building that, that's up. That's fair. That's fair. I, I probably should rewatch the season like all in one go, uh, instead of week to week to get a better feel for like how the story is structured. But you know, no, you got yeah. a point. You got a point. Yep. And uh, somebody did point out that uh, uh, Lacarno's ship mm -hmm. uh, is shaped like an agonizer from the mirror universe from the original Star Trek. <laughs> Oh man, just some of the like, some of the little gags that they are able to fit into this show, man. I love there's it. There's so many fucking deep cut trinars. Mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that uh, show. Yeah. Well, that's mine. That's my distraction. Oh no, that, what, that's what are, great. What right. are we falling into now? Well, uh, how about we deal with some questions? Okay. We do have a couple of questions. Um, so let's see. I've got one, and I think you have one, Kevin. Yeah, I'll do the one from uh, Ghostforge. Okay. <coughs> and uh, Ghostforge, again, thank you for the question, says, David, and I guess Kevin and Mike. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an anime called Aldnoa Zero? No. And, and that it's essentially those super wish fulfillment isekai anime, but instead of isekai genre, it's Gundam. So, oh, that sounds familiar. How do you spell that? A-L-D-N-O-A-H zero. But he says, the writing is honestly pretty not stellar, but it's a great turn-your-brain-off series. I, my, my inherent issue with this, like, I've, I've not heard it. I've, I've not heard of it. I've not seen it. But, like, why would anyone want to be isekai into the setting of Mobile Suit Gundam? Like, the robots are cool. The robots are cool. Just put them outside of the Gundam setting. Because the Gundam setting is... Oh, yeah. It's fucking bleak. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I watched Gundam Thunderbolt, and that might be one of the most depressing series I have ever watched. Jesus. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen Thunderbolt? No. So but um, I know about how fucking morbid Gundam can get. Oh yeah, well Thunderbolt has a um entire this is uh with a Xeon faction. This is during that like that first century war or whatever, right? Um the, the Oh, Zeon, is this in the 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 century timeline yeah, or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah. Okay. So the Xeons have these soldiers they call like basically the living dead where it's just a bunch of like people who have been turned paraplegic to better fly zakus 
Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, like, the and guy, are... like, loses his arms and his legs. Just, yeah, it's... Oh, boy. Fuck off. Good God, no. <laughs> Why would you go to that if you had a choice? <laughs> yeah, so, I, I you know, that God, being put said... Put me in Ranma or something. Giant robots are cool as fuck. Just, like, don't put me in the Gundam but setting. See, put that's me in, always no, a military hellscape. Put me in G Gundam where it's robot wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. God, put me in Ranma or fucking <laughs> Tenchi or something. Not that. God. <laughs> oh, let's go Fuck. to Evangelion. No. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that's a terrible idea. But uh, Mike, you were you were asking about the spelling. Are you familiar with it at all? That's what I'm looking at. I'm wa- looking at the trailer. And I'm not seeing anything that looks familiar, but some of this, I don't know. I'm going to look it up, see if I recognize anything. Yeah, I, I'm going to look it up and I'll see if uh, I can catch a couple episodes, see what I think. Like, Because um, again, it's like, I'm a sucker and, for Isekai. Um, it's but, generic enough that I think I might have seen it, but also mm-hmm. could have just seen other things that look like it. Okay. Yeah, because most of the yeah. isekai that I've watched has been all like fantasy stuff. Because that's the majority of it, from what I've seen, is like, you know, I've I've entered another world, and the world is fantasy based. I'm now a snack machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. <laughs> I'm going to farm and bang people. Okay, apparently it's not literally Gundam. Okay, okay. It's just Gundam esque. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's some hyper military, you know, robots. I, I don't know, yeah. like, any setting with Eternal Robot Wars just seems like a bad time. But it, it's an alternate Earth, where apparently, I was looking at the Wikipedia, apparently uh, they found alien technology on the moon um, in uh, the Apollo program. Mm. Okay. Now, Interesting. Now, did you Wait, gentlemen... that was a plot of a Transformers movie, goddammit. <laughs> well, this, this came out, you know... A while back, so who knows? You know, I'm, I'm thinking of one like okay, so we're all familiar with Tenchi, right? Um, oh, yeah. of course. So, so uh, did you ever see Dual Parallel Trouble Adventure? Is what is it? Is that the one where it's his brother? Um, I I don't know if it's his brother, but it, it's it's from the it's from the Tenchi people. Um, but it's an anime where like the first scene creates two timelines. Um, one timeline where giant robotic uh, robots exist another timeline where they don't and the protagonist is from the timeline where they don't but because his birth was determined by them not recovering this technology he is able to see into the other timeline he ends up going into it and it's kind of like a weird like internally based isekai like instead of just it's it's weird it's weird it's it's good like it was an anime i was obsessed with for a while um but it's basically like tenchi with giant robots hmm. like uh just again like split and, and that's the key thing is like the first scene sets up the split between a um a setting where they recover this artifact and they get giant mm-hmm. robots they don't recover the artifact and then this guy gets born okay so, yeah no it, it's good like if you get a I chance to look check it up, that out yeah the, the opening theme's a banger i still like hum it occasionally Oh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. a lot of anime have really good theme songs. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. Um, uh, do well, we nope. have any other we thoughts heard on of it? We heard of it now. Okay. All right. Well, I do have a I question. I have heard for... of it, mm. but I've not seen it. I don't okay, think. okay. 
All right. Well, I do have a question here. This is okay. from uh, Cat Comic Studios, um, uh, also known as Gage. Not not your Gage. This is my Gage. Yes. <laughs> um, and Gage asks, how do I convince myself to dive into an entirely new medium of artistic creation, video games slash visual novels, when I have limited to no expertise in it or the skills I've developed are so far are at best tangentially related. There's just so much I'd have to get uh have to get the hang of, of for it. So yeah, like you, you want to learn a new thing. How do you how do you get into that? Well, uh you do some research or uh like with comics, I just started and I'm pretty sure Gage you probably did the same with your comics. You probably just started doing it, so I would recommend you just find the tools you need, do some looking into how to do it, the technical parts of it, and then just do it and fuck up and fix it and fuck up again and keep fixing it, and you'll you'll get there. Suck until you don't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's it. Like, when I started comics, like, I, I used to draw little pictures, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll try doing comics. I'm not... Again, it's just it's getting started. Even if the results aren't great, like the people who matter aren't yeah. going to judge you for failing, right? And the people who will judge you for failing don't matter, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, start off small. Um, you know, like if you're going to do a visual novel, do a very very simple visual novel. Start off uh, very simple. Get the hang of how it works. Get the hang of like the thought process behind it. And do something small, put it out there, see what people think, and then uh, grow your ambition on the next one. Yep. yep. That's it. That's yep. all you do. I would say it's always worth doing something new, even if uh, you might not be great at it, but it's still worth like trying new things. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Learning new things. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So... Um, yeah, I think that's it for questions. Do we want to do birthdays? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, so we've got a number of birthdays today. This is uh, November 5th for me um, when mm -hmm. we're recording. So um, <clears throat> right. mm -hmm. let's see. And I'm going to stick with names that we know, although it's always fun when I throw out a name and then you guys don't know it. Right. Okay. So... Um, First on the list is Sam Shepard. Let me tell you about the dude. <laughs> so, um, Sam Shepard, I know him best from uh, The Right Stuff, where he played Chuck Eager. I know him from fucking everything. He was in Ang Lee's The Hulk. He's the cowboy from The Dude. Uh, <laughs> he was in Ghost Rider. I oh. mean, what hasn't he been oh, in? Oh, no, no, that's not the... Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of... I am thinking of the wrong dude, so... Yeah, yeah. Bad. No, Sam, um... I, now I have to look up Sam Shepard because I'm confused. Yeah, like, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. He died in, like, 2017, but he, um... Shit. Oh. Like, yeah, him. Now you're thinking of... Fuck, I can't remember his name. Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliot. Sam yeah. Elliott, yes. Damn it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I, I love the right stuff. That's one of, like, my favorite movies, so. Um, but, yeah, okay, so uh, Sam Shepard was born today. Famke okay. Janssen. Wait, who's that? Famke Janssen. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jean Grey herself. Xenia Onatop. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, she was a Bond girl as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Tilda Swinton. 
Oh, hey, awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk about another human fae. Right? Definitely. Yeah. She is definitely not human. She's otherworldly in, like, a really cool way. Um, Sam Rockwell. Oh, hey, I love me some Sam Rockwell. Hell yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we got some pretty big names on this one. Um, oh, Ro- yeah. Robert Patrick. Robert. Pa- oh, whoa, that's a T-1000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was also in uh, Peacemaker. <clears throat> and, yeah, oh, God, that's right. He was Peacemaker's dad. He was also in the first episode of uh, Stargate Atlantis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We've got Vivian Leigh. Um, oh, wow, Cla- Vivian Lee. Okay. Mm-hmm, From, mm-hmm. Uh, oh, God damn. Streetcar Named Desire. Gone with the Wind. I was oh. going to say Gone with the Wind. Oh, yeah, no, I mean that, too. Um, yeah. Okay, um, did you guys ever watch Scrubs? Yeah. Yeah, okay. some. some. Uh, Judy Reyes. Carla. Okay. Yeah, it's her birthday today. Let's see. Um, Seth Gilliam from The Walking Dead. Did you guys ever watch much of The Walking I Dead? I did not. So, so he was the priest in The Walking Dead. Um, hmm. Yeah, so, okay. See, I know him because I watched The Walking Dead for a while. Um, okay, here's a name we're all familiar with. Armin Shimmerman. <gasps> oh yeah, Quark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The principal from Buffy. <laughs> was he? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Huh. He's been in a lot. God, there was something else he was in, and I can't remember. Yeah, he. Oh, he's, he's in Starfield. Yeah, yeah. He does voice acting for Starfield. Um, let's see. Uh, another little more niche um actor here is Harris Eulin. Um. Like, I recognize him from a bunch of stuff, but I guess the best way to identify him was um, he was the judge in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I know exactly who you mean. And then he was also in um, Ozark. Did you guys ever watch Ozark? I didn't. He's okay. been in a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's um, he, he's just one of those character actors who, like, shows up and everything and is really fucking good. Shit, he was in Clear and Present Danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scarface. Mm-hmm. Damn, he has been in everything. He was in Stuart Saves His Family. <laughs> uh, we've got a Hemsworth. We've got Luke Hemsworth. Uh, one of your lesser Hemsworths. Yes, yes. Um, he's top build for Thor Ragnarok, although it should be Westworld, I think. Because he was like the Hemsworth in Westworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, he played an actor playing Thor, Thor yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Um, Natalie Schaefer from, uh, Gilligan's Island, um, uh, the, the rich lady. Gilligan's really? Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 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 Lovey Howell. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Wow. I, I just, I didn't remember her name. What That's the fuck? Okay. Gilligan's Planet? What the fuck? Yeah, that was, was an animated series. What um, the fuck? <laughs> it was an animated series from Filmation, and, uh, it was funny because, uh, you know, the lady that played uh, uh, Ginger wouldn't come back. <laughs> for, for Gilligan's Planet? Sequel, You're kidding. From For Gilligan's Island. So Don Wells voiced both Ginger and Marianne. Oh, okay. I, I fucking watched that show and didn't <laughs> think it actually existed. <laughs> it, uh, apparently I thought did. I'd had a stroke. It's on IMDb, man. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I saw it existed later, but like for a long time, I was like, "No, nah, ain't, no, ain't no goddamn way that was real. <laughs> that was a dream." 
Let's see. We got Roy Rogers. Well. Yeah, the singing cowboy. You know, he did the original version of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's one other, like, actor who I recognize from a bunch of stuff, but, like, he died in the 70s, and that's John McGiver. Um, I know that name. Hang yeah, on. yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll recognize him because he was in fucking everything. Um, Midnight oh Cowboy, yes. Manchurian Candidate, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Apple Dumpling Gang. He's, yeah, no, I know the face. He's one of those, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, you know, that, that's fun. I like those actors who are just the, um, the, the character actors who, like, they get in there, they do cool shit. Oh, he's in the glass bottom boat. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a very distinct character actor face. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just recognize that, it. If that, if me knowing him from the glass bottom boat doesn't say how old I am, <laughs> I mean, goddamn. Yeah. So so those are the, uh, the birthdays for uh, today. So... You know, we had some pretty big ones, and we had some fun little character actory ones, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, he was in Bewitched. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he's just one of those that you just, like, recognize him from certain stuff. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let, let's play a game. I got a fun game for us. Um, and uh, it, it's diving into okay. a fan-favorite subject. And by fan-favorite, I mean all of us are fans of this subject. And that is Muppet Adaptations. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I know Halloween is over, but I'm a perpetually spooky boy. Um, so All the spooks. Our, our, our game this time is you have to pitch a Muppet horror film, like a remake of a horror film, but with Muppets. Um, so, obviously, treat this like you're an intern at Jim Henson Studios, and this is your big shot. You need to name the movie... And the human actor for the um like the mm. like the the main human actor and then of course cast some other characters. But um yeah, so you're 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 pitching a Muppet horror remake. So anyone have an idea? Anyone want to go first? Hmm. Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. And I'm not gonna do like a complete list here, but uh mm-hmm. <laughs> The Shining. <laughs> Uh, how 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 do you make the shining Muppety? Because the other thing oh, is well, like well, Janice is Shelley Duvall's role, obviously. Okay. Um, and then, um, God, I'm not sure who to have as Jack. Gonzo. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and it, uh, the bad thing is, I kind of see it as like most of the cast would end up being like. The Electric Mayhem, because, like, Floyd Pepper would be dick. Now, now, do you have, like, Fozzie play the guy in the bear suit in the hotel room? Of course. <laughs> That's his one his one appearance, is, is that. So, so h- how do you find the balance between making it Muppety and staying true to the story, though? That's, that's the hard part. I, oh, God, I don't know. I'd have to leave that to better writers. Uh, <laughs> and the boy would be the human. Danny would okay. be the human. So, so wait. And then, okay. Then you could do a sequel of Doctor Sleep with the Muppets. <laughs> I, I, I'd watch it. Then again, I'd yeah, watch no. anything Muppets. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. But I do like the idea of Floyd Pepper being uh, Scatman Crothers' role. 
<laughs> got the so shining. He's talking. He's <laughs> yeah, man. You got the shining. <laughs> I could see that. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. All right, yep. all right, Mike. You got one. Yeah. Okay. What you got? Misery. Oh my god. <laughs> With Miss Piggy as Kathy as a the Kathy Bates character. So who's the human? Is it is um, it you just yeah. get like Do you just keep James, James Conn character? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not James Conn in this day and age. Well uh, um just because So yeah, like we're we're doing like mid like nineteen uh, nineties misery remake with Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, and she just karate chops his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just how many characters? Um, it's been a while since I've seen Misery. There's, it's kind of like a bottle film. I can't think of a ton it of is. characters. It I is. Mean, there's characters at the beginning and end, of course. But yeah, yeah no, I I like that yeah. idea. It's just this bizarre character study with Miss Piggy and James <laughs> Gunn. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> to show how scant the uh, the uh, cast is, one of the entries is Misery the Pig as itself. <laughs> oh god that could be okay. link hog throb i was actually thinking dr strange pork but sure yeah well the, any one of the pigs can work <laughs> that's also true <laughs> yeah yeah there, there's basically six named characters seven mm. named characters okay now is it just me mike or did we both just do stephen king movies um yeah we kind of <laughs> did that's funny I'm not a, I'm not a spoopy person, so I don't have a whole. The Muppets, the Stand. Oh God, that will be the entire Muppet cast, including Big Bird and Oscar. Oscar the Grouch is a trash can man. <laughs> All right. Um. So. All right, who's Moon though? I don't. M O O N. That spells. Oh, that's Fozzy. Mm-hmm. That spells Waka Waka. <laughs> So um, my, my choice is probably the safest, but I think has the most potential. And that is the Muppet Dracula. Now, there are, oh, two, yeah. there are two versions. If I were casting this in the 1970s, Dracula would be played by Vincent Price. See, I would have gone Peter Cushing, but okay, fair. Well, yeah, I mean, he, uh, Vincent Price is always down with the Muppets, you know what I mean? Um, That's true. Yeah. If I'm casting it today, mm -hmm. um, I'm going Pedro Pascal as Dracula. Oh my god, I'd like to see him in a Dracula movie, hands just, down. Yeah, like just in general, but have him as Dracula, Piggy as Mina Harker. Oh my god. Kermit as Jonathan. Gonzo as, um, no, 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 um, Sam the Eagle as Dr. Abraham Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Now, did you say who was... Who was going to be uh, Renfield? Oh, Renfield, probably um, Gonzo. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, okay, well, so we Gonzo. can only have one human actor, right? In this no, I understand. Yeah. So, so Gonzo, yeah. I got you. Well, no, maybe Gonzo's too easy. Maybe you tend to put him in everything we ask. Yeah, so. well, then again, Gonzo is like an amazing character. I, I don't know. Like, who, who can we cast oh. as Renfield? Oh, Oh my god, no, Gonzo, because then he has to deal with Pepe the Prawn and uh, Riz uh, uh, Rizzo, Rizzo. Mm -hmm. because he's trying to drink their blood. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, oh I love that yeah, idea. Yeah, Muppets Dracula, it would be perfect. And then, like, yeah. you can make it just goofy enough. Because, um, again, like, um, I, like if I'm treating this like I'm an actual person at Jim Henson Studios trying to do, like, okay, we're going to do a horror project. I think Dracula works to where, like, if anyone dies, it's not too ridiculous. Or not not too, like... Gory. Gory, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or you can just kind of, like, buy it. Because you can have a whole opera scene where Dracula is stalking Mina in an opera or something like that, and it's, you know, the electric mayhem just playing oh, at the opera. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, like, it just all, all the character roles just kind of fit into place because you got the whole, um, you got Quincy, you've got all the other, you, you got the other guys who are helping out, and they can cast, like, mm-hmm. core Muppets for that. Um you know, with all the rats and everything like that, you can have a bunch of rats hanging around with Pedro Pascal. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah, just like just idea. Rizzo just kind of like there hanging out, you know, it's like um, commenting on the action. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Mike, I, I still, for some reason, I think Mike's is the best, though, because he's made yeah. this bizarre-ass student <laughs> film character study thing <laughs> with a pig. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> like, if they if they ever did another, like, Muppet show like Muppet show or it's like the variety show mm-hmm. they could totally do a great misery skit they could yeah like I, I could see um, that as being like a legit skit on a you know can can I throw in my B choice that yeah, would have been it. too easy yeah uh, uh, and I may have brought this up on the show before Silence of the Lambs <laughs> okay so who's Hannibal oh god we we've always said the Swedish chef that's right <laughs> And Dear me, Chris, my lambs uh, are screaming. <laughs> <laughs> just, just You're killing me, Smalls. Jesus. No, just and then later when the oh. Swedish chef comes out wearing the face of another Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you put the, the lotion on his skin, or it gets the hose again. Oh, that would. Be, oh God, him as Buffalo Bill. Put, Jesus, that, that's who. That's who it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it was Elmo as like. No, no, Elmo was just the guy. Okay. When when Peggy as Clarice yeah. is walking down the hall, there's one. Oh, cage. the flinger. No, there's one Kate. No, that's that's uh, Lou Zealand. Uh, <laughs> there's a fish come. Yeah, but, and then and then she walks by this one cell, and you hear Elmo can smell your cunt. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> was it just Kermit as a uh, Hannibal? Actually, I think it was Kermit as Hannibal. Ah, uh, I think like for for this to work, you have to have a person like. Like in a major role, so it's either Clarice or well, it's Hannibal. Well, he's only in. Well, okay, Clarice is is the human Piggy. then. Well, no, I, I think Piggy as Clarice would be fun, and pair her up with Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh my god! But just, yeah, I just just have him play Hannibal Lecter completely straight. See, and you've played into my hands because it was all an excuse for me in my Elmo voice to say Elmo can smell your cunt. So that's the only reason I brought it up. Yeah, because you, you could have Kermit as the um, the the uh, guy who runs the FBI who sends Clarice out or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Who is the guy that runs the asylum? It's where... Gonzo. It's always Gonzo. He dies. Yeah. It'd be fun to have Gonzo have a death scene. 
<laughs> and the uh, the custodian is the bear, the big bear. <laughs> oh man! You know the big the big black guy that yeah. Uh, yeah it's okay, the bear. so so if Hannibal Lecter is um being played by Anthony Hopkins, who's playing Buffalo Bill then? Oh, that was a Swedish chef just for the uh, <laughs> Okay, yes, yes. Like you know Mike who, said. You know who also would have made a good Buffalo Bill is Pepe the King Prawn? <laughs> would you fuck me okay? <laughs> I'd fuck me okay. Will you put the lotion on okay? I put I've I fuck me so hard, okay? Put the lotion in the basket, okay? <laughs> Put the lotion in the fucking basket, bitch, okay? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. And him with the robe and it tucked between his legs. <laughs> Dancing God. the goodbye horses. Or, <laughs> no, no, what you gotta do is you gotta get, like, a, a, a full body Muppet, like, with, like, the whole, like, how Sweetums. the Muppets do that kind of, like, hip, like, that hip dance. Sweetums. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about, like, uh, like a person oh. in there. But, like, when you when they do that, like, shot where the Muppet, like, you see their entire body... And it's just mm-hmm. like they're they do that little dance oh. where the hips just move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you need some oh, sort God. of Muppet. Um, <clears throat> ah, I'm trying to figure out who. No, I'm sorry. You sold me on Pepe the King Prawn for Buffalo Bill now. Yeah, uh, no, that's fair. I don't know. Can we think of any other horror movies? Um, like you can all you can obviously take a lot of like the classics, like The Invisible Man or Frankenstein or whatever. But it's more fun to think about like the really fucked up ones. Yeah, yeah. Like like Muppet Night of the Living Dead. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think about that one. Actually, Mike, you got any others? Uh, not offhand, really. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I think the winner is probably Muppet Misery, though. Oh yeah, yeah Mike, you won this one. Yeah, it's too perfect. I appreciate it so much. Yep. And then the whole please, pl- please don't. You know, mm. hell yeah! Oh god, uh, somebody right. needs to make that now. Well, we're still falling, but I see the ground rising up to meet us. This is the end. So, hello, ground. <laughs> My so, legs aren't going to survive this. <laughs> uh, you, you gentlemen have anything to plug before we inevitably turn into pancakes? Listen to Supernatural Selection. It's released on Mondays. We've got. Episode 100 coming up soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. You got anything, Mike? Um, my broken legs and pelvis might be better than this cough. That's true. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, um... How about you, David? Uh, nothing really much to plug except to listen to Supernatural Section. I've, I've just been so busy with, uh, freelancing stuff, you know what I mean? Yep. So... Yep. Um... Now, I haven't figured out a positive affirmation, so I'm going to have to make up one on the spot. So, you gentlemen throw a um, a, a mood that you want me to hit with my affirmation. Calm. 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 How about you, Mike? Throw um, make him do two. <laughs> shit. Um... Two moods in one affirmation. Oh, God, that's going to be tough. Calm yet horny. (laughs) I Um. should have known. (laughs) It's all the Percy Shelley talk. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
you know, take some time for yourself in the coming week. Brew yourself some sleepy time tea and put on some Skinamax. You do you. Oh, yeah, he's already going to do himself. <laughs> I feel cheated that you actually came up with one, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, yes, good for me. All right, so uh, we'll be back with another distraction hole in the coming week. I believe Kevin is hosting. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, we're in trouble then. No, it's the mic ones where we're in trouble. <clears throat> Mike did a really good job last time. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, there's a very chaotic energy to it, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, here comes the ground. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, shins. I hardly knew ye. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, folks. Have a yeah, great day. Here comes the ground.